0: Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. We are Pets Health as our business, and we're friends like my friend, Dr. Andy. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble. Now, I have to ask you, Dr. Andy, is that kibble shaming?
1: Kibble shaming, huh? I don't know.
0: Mm-mm. <laughs> the answer is no.
1: Okay, no. <laughs> Understand well, shaming, period. Like, I have had friends, you know, those um, emails that were going around at one point, and you put a little sign up in front of your dog. I ate mom's favorite comforter, and I don't care, you know. And some friends were so mad. We were, sh- we, that's mean to the dogs. I'm like,
0: mean to the dogs?
1: Yeah. I'm like, no, they ate the comforter.
0: <laughs> like, no. and, and I don't know, but last time I checked, Dr. Andy, dogs can't read. They did not know I, that you were uh, putting a sign in front of their face.
1: That's my, but so shaving. Yeah. It, no, it's not kibble shaving. No, they need to do a better job.
0: They do. And, <laughs> um, you know, we get, we get a little pushback and, and, uh, I was, I, I was, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday and, uh, they're big in the, in the community of raw feeding, have their own thing going. And, she was telling me that someone had told her, you need to step back from saying, don't feed kibble, because when kibble parents hear that they shut down, you need to say ultra processed food. Now, here's my deal with that. First of all.
1: People know what that is.
0: That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not sure they know. I Ultra processor, like this ain't ultra, this is just kind of bright, just a little bit. This is, this is the good kibble. It's not ultra process. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I, you know, that's my tagline. I'm probably not going to change that now. Mm -mm. came out of the gate with that. And here, here's what I think. I think that we attract maybe those people who are a little bit, you know, more forefront in their um, personalities, maybe. I don't know because we're I a little, you know. Yeah. What, what do you call us? <laughs> what do you, well, I don't, I'm sure some of us call us the B word. <laughs> Best sure. friends. No. Yeah. Um, right. Because, call. oh, sorry. Um. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think when you start things, you know, okay, let's take it like when you started. Chiropractic work a long time ago i 'm sure that you did not confront or say or suggest or recommend whatever word you want to put in front of it the way that you do today Absolutely you probably not. maybe tiptoed has, around well i didn't know twenty years ago okay, there you go that's
1: okay great... i I was feeding ultra processed food, also known as kibble um i didn't know <laughs> i didn't um and it was and so I evolved. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and learned. And when I knew better, I did better. And then I knew some more, and I did some more, and so on and so forth.
0: So, yeah. And, and, Andy. And. and. We get tired of seeing sick dogs, and hurt dogs, and dogs that aren't well right? Yeah. And, and so are we just uh, supposed to say good job?
1: Yeah, I had one in a couple of weeks ago. Um, bulldog, probably one of the saddest ones I've seen in a long time. Oh, Dog wise period, not just bulldog. It smelled, it was greasy, the skin issues, the eye issues, the ear issues. It was weak in the rear end. Um, and actually, if I knew knew just how bad she was, I probably would have told her, don't waste your money with me because this dog is so inflamed. I don't know if we're going to be able to hold these adjustments and, you know. Spending money, this young woman doesn't have at the vet's office, um, at the fancy bath and grooming place and on the fancy shampoo, but feeding Royal Canaan Bulldog. Does she
0: did? Did you mention? Oh, I did. What'd she say?
1: I, I can't afford that. I go, then you need to pick up a piece of paper and a pen, write down all your expenses, write down exactly what it would cost to feed this dog raw, and uh, see where you want your money to go. With I better- guarantee, if you do this in the raw food column, you're going to clear up 80, 90, maybe all of your percentage of stuff over here that you're dealing with. And she'd that was about the end of it.
0: I know a lot of people think that raw is super expensive. Um, Brian's done a lot of analysis on that. He's like, look, you can feed, you know, if you're, if your dog is in that 50 to 60 pound category, you can feed them for about $200 a month. Now I get it, Dr. Andy, you've got five dogs mm-hmm. and I get and it. The so two I'm- cats. And the two kitty kitties. And I get it that if you have those big dogs, you know, that's going to be more expensive all the way around. It is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's just like if you drive a Mercedes versus a, I don't know,
1: Chevy Holt.
0: Okay. (laughs) When when, When you go get those repaired, there's a vast difference in the repair cost. Right. And if you were to wreck one of them, a vast difference in the repair cost. So I get it. Right. It's different. It's just like uh, one of my favorite steak places up here, uh, the Black Hat Cattle Company, which I love Dave and and Julie over there. The owners up here in Evergreen, um, they, they they their prices are not like McDonald's. Now, McDonald's is trying to come up a little bit. Okay, they're just like crazy expensive for that ultra processed food. Bingo. But but uh, I can't go to Dave and Julie and say, Dave, I don't know your steak versus my hamburger. Come on, Dave. You
1: yeah. but well, like, Which one is going to keep you up all night with heartburn or give you diarrhea or, you know, mess up your blood chemistry, that steak or that ultra processed food?
0: Well, what's really cool about McDonald's. Yeah. Dr. Andy, is that what, you, what is it? You can leave that hamburger there and come back and it looks just like it looks in a week. <laughs> so, you know,
1: <laughs> they have very nice bathrooms. Yeah, they I, do. They do. They all have locking bathrooms. Like I, if I, that's the last time I've been in a McDonald's was to use their bathroom and leave, um, out on the road. They have nice bathrooms. I'll give yeah. Them that.
0: I'd That's like it. to know, I'd like to know if their coffee is moldy. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, when the beans come in. Yeah. Are they moldy? Um, are they do like they the
1: have- vast majority of coffee is unless you're buying, again, premium coffee.
0: Let me ask you a question about mold in coffee, oh, because okay. we know that mold is an aflatoxin, mycotoxins, all these different type of things that you can find in those ultra processed Kibble foods. I'm gonna start saying it together. Yes. Ultra processed kibble.
1: Kibble food. I think yes. That's good. Right? Is Let's that good?
0: That's good. Yeah. That that helps. Yes. Um so here's my question. If it's moldy on the beans that they have, you know, obviously put in a bag and then the mold, whatever that happens with moisture and stuff. When it goes through the hot coffee maker, does it kill the mold? Does it take away the mold? Does it go and well, take buddy? it
1: away? I bet it probably takes some of it out, the heat of it all. But maybe there's others that thrive on the heat and they grow extra. I, I couldn't tell you.
0: What, what kind of coffee do you drink? You drink some organic, probably.
1: Yes, it's called Life Boost
0: Life boost. You told me that one other time. Yeah. Life boost. Do you feel boosted in the mornings when you have your life boost, Dr. Andy? Or is it when you're walking down the road, half naked, barefoot, getting your (laughs) circadian rhythm on? You know,
1: I did that this week (laughs) in Colorado in February. Uh, Yeah. I walked out there in my short shorts and my knicky top. I did have my grounding shoes on. I did not walk barefoot. Um, I'm off, also walking on blacktop with the dog. So the grounding's not great at all anyway, but I got some vitamin D
0: this week. What, what's, what are grounding shoes? Oh, oh yeah. The, they look, make... the look on your neighbor's face. Oh yeah. They're the like, Oh, this woman looking... just
1: got crazier. I'm like,
0: yep. The woman that looks out the window.
1: I don't know. I'm just <laughs> sure they, they drove by me a couple of them. Like, geez Louise. <laughs> mm hmm.
0: I love it. You gotta have a. You gotta have a. a you know, a gig. Like, Got <laughs> a gig. <laughs> what are grounding shoes? By the way,
1: there are a handful of brands that supposedly help you ground. Um, I have some hiking shoes, and I have some. As my best friend in Belize said, those ugly ass shoes. <laughs> she's like no one's gonna steal your ugly ass shoes i'm like they are ugly yes um sandals there's little sandals that you can get that actually the little tab in the bottom of the shoe is copper and then now are they actually grounding i don't know all of your gym shoes with the plastic bottoms or the rubber bottoms those don't ground those actually resist it so if you can actually find shoes which is almost impossible with any kind of leather sole you're grounding but Good
0: luck. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you know what we, uh, you know, we get a lot. We get those five gallon jugs of water, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those are in plastic. So you know what we did? Mm-hmm. We switched over to the three gallon glass jugs. Did you? And you can buy a copper, a, a yes. copper holder that you turn the jug over and, and pour the water up. So that's on its way. So I just wanted to cool. take an update. Nice. Now, how do we ground our dogs other than going out in our short shorts, in our grounding shoes and walking them? <laughs> um, so h- how do we?
1: How do Not we... putting shoes on them all the time. We've talked about that, right?
0: Right, right, right. The rubber shoes. Now, why... yeah. you know, I do see that. Now, I've only put the rubber booties on uh, Lazzie when it is like. Super cold outside, and I mean really cold, right? Because mm-hmm. as long as they're moving their yeah. feet on the snow, right, it's they're probably a great okay. Way to ground too, yep. right? yeah, right. But uh when it's been like you know minus two and it's blowing, mm-hmm. yeah. we we have put. But she didn't like it.
1: No, they're not designed for that. Right. They're right. meant to be you know, tough dogs. Um, And so it's going to depend on what dog you have, how much fur is on their feet. Maybe you um start out with booties and you finish up taking them off. So they do get some grounding. Like we don't have to do all or nothing. I would say, you know, I mean it's starting out on the snow and then putting them on, you're going to put them over wet feet and that's probably not a good idea. So you might right. start out on dry feet. Um, and then take a, you know, halfway through on your way home, you saw maybe you're out skiing um, cross country or something or snowshoeing or whatever or hiking. And it it's pretty good. So on the way back, you take them off. So they get half that walk grounded. Um, no coats. Outside. I actually put coats on in the house. I take them off when they go outside.
0: Everybody's like, she's so backwards.
1: Uh-huh. I'm uh- pretty much backwards on everything This world has told you and how are we doing out there? We're, we're pretty sick.
0: I know that's pretty
1: degenerated. So I'm, I'm going to go the other way.
0: Good for you. Good for you. Hey, I want to ask you something about the feet of the dogs. Mm -hmm. If you know, a lot of people cut that, um, the, the hair out Mm -hmm. of the paws, do you think that's a good idea? Why do we do it? Should we do it?
1: I don't, I, I don't really have. Like my poodle gets poodle feet every six weeks. He gets it shaved out, but that's actual hair. I tell my senior clients when they have like the little hoof feet, like they're just getting overgrown. It gets very slippery. So we do want to cut that away so they can use a little bit more of their pads and a little more of their nails. Or if they've got toe grips being put on because they're having trouble getting up. um, Yeah, you do need to cut the hair away. Now you got a young Malmute. Probably not like probably that's kind of how they were designed to have all that hair Um, until it starts being a problem. Maybe you trim it up in the summer a little bit and let it go in the winter because they're going to be laying out in those snow drifts.
0: I do see that the dogs that have the longer hair in their paws that run in the snow, maybe they're going to go for a run while their dad is doing snowshoeing like our son. They get those giant
1: some get so much and some balls. Don't. Yeah.
0: They get the balls in their feet and then they sit mm-hmm. down and they pull them out and then their feet are bleeding. I'm like, wait, how can that be good?
1: I know. How is, why was it designed that way? And I think that's individual on the breed and the dog, which, which dogs build up those big balls. Maybe that dog needed to stop sooner and pull them out, but was too preoccupied yeah. doing what he was doing. Right. Like okay. being a dog. Um, my God, my poodles will have them all the way up their legs if they're running through snowdrifts, and i literally had to put them in bathrooms with a heater to melt it all off of them because you can't even get them off of them um yeah I, I i the design on some of them don't make much sense but so i wonder like the iditarod dogs are they out there trimming their hair
0: oh, i'd like to know what happens to but they the do put pulse. booties
1: on them do they yeah I don't know if it's all the time. I don't know if it's every dog, but I have seen booties on them.
0: I tell you, one of our customers who has five Malamutes—that's um, <laughs> a she, lot of dog. <laughs> that's a lot of dog. This girl has climbed, has 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 uh, tried to summit Mount Everest several times. They've oh done, wow! They've done all the big peaks. She just came back, and they do it for uh, a rescue. Um, a rescue sponsors them, and so you can donate. But she literally, uh, does you know the 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 skiing all with a gr- all the, way- and she had a blister so big on her foot, and she just had to wrap it and go. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think you, I think you can do. Here's the thing, everybody's got a different personality, right? Like my mm-hmm. personality would be like, oh no, I'm not doing <laughs> that. I'm not creative for that. Right. I've done some I'm with you on that. That's just a, no, <laughs> I've done some 14ers and I'm like, why, why <laughs> did I start this five I hour even trek?
1: Done, I haven't even done that because I've heard the stories of how much not fun they are.
0: <laughs> They're not fun. I mean, it's, it's like you're climbing for five hours and you're yeah. like, I don't think there's coffee up there. I don't think there's a party <laughs> well, the going view on. Up is there. amazing.
1: I'm like, I'm I fine. I'm, I don't
0: know. <laughs> First of all, it scares me to death to be up there, right, on top of that. That's frightening. But so I think it's just personalities, right? If mm-hmm. you've got that personality, like my husband has that personality. That's why we've been able to make it through hard 75, okay? Mm-hmm. Hard 75. And uh, I I think that that is a great program. I'm just going to say for anybody out there that wants to do some mental toughness, maybe you got something going on in your life that – um you know is stressing you try the hard 75 program i really do uh think it's a great one it's not too much it's not too much um we need to start the hard 30 for the dogs well, okay. we're, but we're not going to call it hard 30, 30. we're going to call it it's super easy the super easy 30 for your dogs right no i
1: think we should take the opposite of i think you should call it the hard 30 cuz it's not for everybody and it's, then people are like hey i want to do that you know, psychology.
0: Tomorrow night, we're doing the new feeder webinar, and I probably need to do this every month because we have so many new feeders coming on. But we're going to do the uh, Neely and I are going to do the new feeders webinar and basically just go over, you know, like what do good poops look like? How do you rotate your proteins? How do you thaw mm-hmm. the food? Uh, how long can it stay in the fridge? Is there really a bad batch? You know what kind of veggies can I add? What supplements? Mm-hmm. So you guys join us tomorrow night at six thirty uh, mountain time for that. If you are a new feeder, uh, even if you're not feeding our food, right? So a lot of information out there, Doctor Andy, that's very confusing to people. And um, as Doctor Billinghurst said, stop making it hard.
1: Yes, it's not hard, folks. I was kidding. She it's really kidding. not. She I, I, it, I am kidding.
0: Hey, uh, I had this question come up, Dr. Andy. Somebody said, you guys never talk about microchipping and what you, now, I, not what I think. I don't, I can't say, Dr. Andy, that I actually have any scientific or research I on microchipping. I um, don't
1: have that either.
0: Okay. So we don't have a clue.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't do it if I don't have to.
0: Right, right. It's because just a
1: hunch. It's be, just a sense.
0: Well, you're putting... Okay, look, I get the whole, if your dog is lost, somebody can... you
1: yes, know, yes, But how
0: yes. about a caller? A caller <laughs> would just say, hey, my phone number to my parents is this. Yes. Okay? Yes. I get it that somebody... Let's take it a step further. Somebody could steal your dog. Yes. Okay. I still don't you, mean
1: that microchip going to get them back to you.
0: Right, 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 right. If that's
1: their intent. so
0: Right. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a foreign body that you're yep. injecting into the dog. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this foreign body goes.
1: Yep. You can, you can see it on x-ray quite a bit. It's interesting. And then how does the reader read it? What signal is going into the body? Um, and is that microchip continually sending out some signal? I don't know the answers. I never went down the rabbit hole. I just, um, if I had the choice, I did not microchip my animals now.
0: Well, why wouldn't you have the choice? That's not a mandate yet.
1: Oh, like they come from the breeder already done. They come from the shelter already done. Oh yes. They do. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. The vast majority
0: of them. I did not know that shelter dogs Mm -hmm. were microchipped. Yeah. Who are they going to microchip them to? The they shelter? microchip,
1: yes. And then it's up to you to call and change it.
0: How do you change a microchip that's already in a dog? I'm curious. No, the
1: information to the company. You change oh. the information to the company, to your name and your address and your phone number.
0: Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you change the information to the microchip. <laughs> I'm um, okay.
1: I'm trying to think who all's microchipped here.
0: I have never heard. I, I have never. I
1: don't think Molly Brown is.
0: I've never heard of a breeder microchipping a little yeah. bitty puppy. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. About six weeks. Torch came microchipped. Um, the breeder I work with on her golden doodles. She microchips all her pups before they go. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. that's a good question to be asking before you take home a puppy, right? Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. On another, uh, add that to the list. I don't like that. uh, Do you want to go down the rabbit hole of those um, new uh, pod things everyone's putting on their dog to locate them, the GPSs?
0: Sure, let's talk.
1: You want to talk about that? Sure. That, everyone, so why do people wear harnesses?
0: Because they think it it keeps their dog dog from pulling, but it doesn't.
1: Yes, but it doesn't. It causes them to pull more. Yes, it does. But they also don't want them pulling on that thyroid.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay.
1: I don't know if that's actually an issue. I really, I'm on the fence on that. If that's a mechanical issue that affects the thyroid. Some say yes, some don't have an opinion. But now everybody's putting these little iPod things right here over the thyroid that is sending out Wi-Fi signals continuously back and forth to your phone. This is not going to go well for your pets, folks. It's really close to their brain, really close to their eyes, nose, mouth, thyroid, um, brainstem. If I get it, you don't want to lose your pet. So when you are out and you and they have an opportunity, like you're off-leash, you're at something, put it on, then take it off. They should not be wearing them 24-7. I just see disaster. Down the line, you're going to see a lot more thyroid disease. We're going to have new fangled lymphatic diseases, all because this Wi-Fi is kicking out all the time back and forth to your phone.
0: Okay. Well, I I can get on board with that because you see these, the little iPods that you put in your ears. That irradiates your brain. Right. And (laughs) also, uh, which my husband has ordered all new stuff back with a wire. Yep to it Wire. right Yep. In i have the,
1: to i gotta get some fancier ones but i am at least on a cord
0: yeah and i'm on a cord here too um but the cyst uh people are reporting these cysts behind their ears because they wear these ear pods yep. eight hours it, a day right Tinnitus
1: and tinnitus has gone up through the roof too which is a ringing in the ears
0: yeah. And if you wear both in both ears, it sends signals back and forth right through, through your, your head,
1: right through the brain. Yep.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it is It is crazy. It is crazy. So, um, I wonder
1: if, if some people have put them on their dogs and noticed a behavior change.
0: I don't know. You talking uh, about the GPS signals? Yeah.
1: Yeah having Wi-Fi kicking off all the time after, you know, so many weeks or whatever, if they're noticing or their dog's been wearing it now for a month straight or I don't know, I'm just I'm throwing it out there into the world, into the ether here. Have you seen behavior changes in your dog?
0: So are we we're, I I didn't realize that people were putting a GPS like yeah. tracker on their dog 24 yeah. seven. It's they like
1: hook it onto the collar and whenever the collar's on, it's on.
0: So if they're in the backyard or in the house, why we need that?
1: That's what I'm saying. If you feel like your dog is a flight risk on a certain trip you're taking,
0: get a trainer.
1: Well, yes, trainer. Yes, change the food. Get a trainer. Um, We always want this damn easy crap, and it's killing us. But anyway, um, take the thing off. Take it off. They do not need to be wearing it all the time.
0: I, you know, I suppose that just like there are different personalities and people, right? There are different personalities and dogs. We know this, but here's the thing. Um, I mean, like I look at the training and the time that we put into the training with you and I don't mean to brag, but that dog. Oh, you should
1: brag, <laughs> but that... that's a lot of time. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of energy and it's paid off. She is delightful Yeah, and, and she's, voice controlled and she's amazing that does not happen overnight that does not happen with a lot of time put in by the owners and the dog
0: and i'm telling you she won't chase um if she she is very much voice command uh trained leave it you know and but there's a there's a dobie (laughs) odin and, Those darn dobies. <laughs> and I, he's such a doll, but he just wants to play with her. And so when she doesn't obey, then guess what happens? The pinch collar's on, folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a pinch collar that we know how to use. And Rick puts her on that pinch collar and she gets corrected immediately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for a she doesn't get to, you know, run free yeah. on her walk. And she has never done that with me. I mean, like I could say, leave it, leave it, leave it, and she'll heal right there with me. So I do I, I do wonder if there are dogs that aren't able to be, I don't know if it's a training thing. I don't know if they've got a neurological problem, but there are a lot of people that say, oh, I, my dog, I could never do that with my dog. So well, I don't. If
1: you can't do it with your dog, then you, that's going to come to fruition. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I think it's, it's multifactual, uh, factorial. There we go. Um, it is, it's how much time and money do you have to put into your dog and mm-hmm. what are you feeding? So the dog can actually learn and train with you, right? If they're hopped up on those carbs from that ultra processed kibble. It's going to be hard to get their attention. Yeah. It's like when you feed a bunch of little kids, they're not really paying attention to you either. And there's lots of screaming and running around.
0: And then that's when I have to say, bring back, make spanking cool again. And that's just not right. It's not right that we hop them up on sugar and then we say, make spanking cool again. It's, that's wrong. <laughs> All right, everybody. Listen, you could work with Dr. Andy. She's over at animalmagiccare.com, animalmagiccare.com. Here's what I see that uh, Andy brings to the table for you guys. You got a dog that's been scheduled for surgery. I think you need to get a consult with Dr. Andy first. You got a dog that you think can no longer get in the car, can no longer walk up the stairs, and that's just it. That's just their fate in the world. You need a consult with Dr. Andy because she can look at your dog. You can do a video, okay? You can have him right there on Zoom. I know that she's not touching him. But she's saying about a gazillion dogs. And um, also, she could talk to you about supplementation. Um, Sam, who came over to see you, Dr. Andy, she texted me the other day. And she was very upset uh, with the surgeon because he pooed all of her holistic pain meds. And uh, so, anyway, as she said, you guys really need. She said, I can see how people cave. Yeah. I see uh, how
1: people cave.
0: Right. Right. Yes. Yes. That's why you guys need to work with somebody like Dr. Andy, she will, she will pass the big balls of courage to you and say, talk I to will, your surgeon.
1: I will do my best. And on those occasions, she, she should have been texting some of us in that room. <laughs> right. Before she, I don't think she caved. Right. But no. some do. And I'm like, why didn't you text me and ask me what they're, te- you know, what, what does this mean that they're telling you?
0: Right. Right, so you can do that. All you have to do is get over to AnimalMagicCare.com. Get on Dr. Andy's team, okay? She's got some great stuff coming out of uh, emails. So you want to get over there, AnimalMagicCare.com. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. No, I'm sorry, that is not an ultra-processed kibble. It's not, It is meat, bones, organ, and fat. Yeah, we got some fruits and veggies in one of those. And maybe you got some stinky tripe. And when you (laughs) open up the stinky tripe, I got this this week. This stuff is spoiled. (laughs) Gave me a three. Gave me a three on a review because he said it was spoiled. I said, no, no, no. You do not know what tripe is? That's (laughs) what it is. Gave me a bad review because of goodness tripe. I was like, all right, Okay. There's just a big video right there that says tripe stinks, but okay. Anyway, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. Listen, join us tomorrow night uh, in our new feeders webinar. If you need the link, email me at info at rawdogfoodandco.com. Where your pet's health is our business and what, Dr. Andy?
1: Friends don't let friends feed kibble. All right, or ultra processed food. Oh,
0: snap, snap.